and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Thank you, Lord. Let us pray. Lord, thank you that you see us, that you know us, that you hear us. Thank you that there's not anyone we're here today joining us in worship that you will not touch. Lord, today I pray that you touch us, speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say, Amen. Okay, for this uh, day, we're going to read in Mark chapter 5, verses 1 to 17. This is a bit long, and for some of you, this might be the longest Bible reading you're going to have, or first time you're going to read this long of a Bible verse. So please, uh, please stay with me. We're going to read in verse 1. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. For, and he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs were feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs, let us enter them. So he gave them permission. And the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in to the sea. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country. And people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw that the demon-possessed man, the man who had the legion sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs, and they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. This is the word of God. Lord, anoint the preaching of your word that speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. See, this dude experienced some very, very tough challenges in his life. And we're going to learn some lessons from this man. Although some of you are probably saying, Pastor, aga-aga, demonyak agad tayo, di ba? Hindi naman siguro ako to. I can't relate to this. Maybe yung isang nanonood dyan, this is for him or for her, but this is not for me. Now, 
let's look before you say this is not for you. Let's look at some description of this demoniac. Uh, number one, it says that uh, this demoniac was rejected and isolated. How many of you have ever suffered rejection at least once in your life? How many of you have ever felt isolated at least once in your life? Just this lockdown for three years in the Philippines have isolated all of us and we know the feeling, right? And then the Bible also says this man was in agony and pain. In fact, he was such in pain and agony that he would try to cut himself with stones. I don't know, for some of you, you might know some people like this. Might be from your family members. It might be from a friend who's doing self-harm. And self-harm sometimes is a means to cope with problematic emotional pain. Sometimes it's a means to cope to punish yourself because you feel so guilty. Or maybe to, as a means of validating your pain or as a means of communicating distress so that you can get the care or maybe put distance to other people. So we know pain. And then the Bible also says, this man was out of control and desperate and that no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. And again, some of you probably would say, well, that's not me, Pastor. I'm really in control. Really? Let me ask you this question. How many uncontrolled areas in your life are there? Have you ever had uncontrolled spending? Last na sneakers na to, Pastor. Have you ever had uncontrolled eating? Last cup of rice. Uncontrolled gimmicks. Uncontrolled fellowship in the name of God. Uncontrolled anger. Uncontrolled video game. Uncontrolled social media scrolling. Uncontrolled morality. Uncontrolled vices. We can all relate with this man. And because this man was going through this tough time, what did he do? This human being immediately came to Jesus. And if you're going through a tough time, this is the first lesson. It's not going to church. It's not going to a religion. It's not going to a priest or a pastor. It's going to Jesus and asking Jesus for help. And what happened to him when he encountered Jesus? And here are some lessons that I want us to learn from the story of that demoniac in Gerasenes. Number one, what happened to him? Jesus enabled him to find the real solution to his issues. And that's what happens when we go to Jesus with our challenges, with our issues, with our problems, with our whatever it is. We, Jesus enables us to find the real solution to our issues. You see in verse 3, it says, He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore. He had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he just took it out. This guy was wild. He was crazy. It was out of control. So the solution of the people was this. Let's put shackles and chains. Shackles and chains could tame him. Shackles and chains could subdue him. Shackles and chains could change this person. They were trying to control the problem with external means. But no matter how many chains they loaded on him, the problem remained. He was still out of control. Why? Because the problem of the wildness and the craziness of this dude 
was an internal cause, which was just manifesting externally. Here's a lesson for us. You cannot fix an internal problem with an external solution. I remember when I was not a Christian yet, I remember we were, uh, we were college roommates and we would cuss a lot. Like every word we cuss, every word may mura. Pag galit kami, we cuss. Pag masaya kami, we cuss. Pag namis namin isa't isa, we cuss at each other. And then finally, we were getting so guilty. Sabi namin sa isa't isa, pare wala na magmumura. Uh, ganito, bawat mura, bibigay ng piso and, and we had a jar in, in our house. <laughs> if, if you're one of my housemates then and you're listening to this, you probably remember this. But, but, and we were trying to stop cussing. What happened? Uh, usually, we were from Manila. We would go to Los Baños. That's where we were studying. We get our allowance for the whole week. So, what nangyari? Monday, Tuesday pa lang, ubos na yung allowance namin. <laughs> what happened was we never stopped cussing. We just kept paying the fine. Why? Because what we had was an internal problem that we're trying to solve with an external solution. And we can fast for 41 days. Mas matindi pa kay Jesus externally. But we don't have the faith nor the devotion to Jesus then that will never do anything. If sin is out of control in your life, if there's any area in your life that is out of control, lust, perversion, it might be a moral and sexual ethic that have gone wrong, it might be violence, it might be anger, envy, greed, lying, cheating, stealing, covetousness, fear, unbelief, and you feel like you can't control it, I want you to know it can never be fixed by external means because that is an internal problem. That is a problem of the heart. And a lot of times every New Year, that's what we do, right? New Year's resolutions. External solution to an internal problem of the heart. So whatever it is, if you have a fear of lack, more money will never solve it. You will continue to worry and fear about lacking money, it will be solved only by fixing the heart. Religion, church, and good do deeds and good works can never ever subdue sin. External restraints are useless to subdue a sinful heart. What we need is a new heart. And only an encounter with Jesus, just like this demoniac had, and His amazing grace can give us a new heart. Grace can do what chains can't do. Second lesson, Jesus reminds us of our real identity. When we encounter Jesus in our time of need, here's what he asked in verse 9. What is your name? And he replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. Why? Because this man has experienced a lot of pain, obviously. Bad experiences from the past. There might be unforgiveness. So talagang nagpatong-patong na. And so many bad experiences and so much pain that this man has almost forgotten who he was. And what was Jesus trying to do? Jesus was trying to get to his real identity. Who are you? What's your name? 
Jesus had to bring him back to the very image of God that he created him to be. Who are you? What is your name? There's one thing I can tell all of us. Our experiences in life can distort our identity. And some of you are watching and joining us now, and you've had bad experiences, and you've had pain in the past, and that have distorted your identity to the point where you're saying, I'm legion. You know what legion means? Legion means you have many versions of yourselves. And maybe some of you are saying, no, no, Pastor, I'm mentally well. I don't have many versions. Really? But some of us have a church version of you. Pag sa church, kumusta ka? Praise the Lord, brother. And then may version ka of you with your friends. Sa church, puro God bless you. Pag sa friends na, puro mura na in cussing. And then meron kang version of you in the classroom if you're a student, nagchichit. Okay na may version ka na online na ikaw lang nakakaalam. May version ka na pagkasama mo yung special someone, nag-iiba ka. May version ka na pag mag-isa ka lang, nag-iiba ka rin. And that's someone who's got a real problem with identity. Well, you know what? Jesus knew the man's issues before he got into the boat. Yet he still came for him. Jesus knew the man's pain. But he still came because he knew who the man was. The man was not a demoniac to Jesus. The man was not a man filled with an evil spirit. The man for Jesus was a lost child of God. Yes, lost, but still a child of God. And that's what he came there for, to remind the man of who he was. And I want to tell you, you never lose your identity in God. No matter what has happened to you in the past, kahit na po napakaraming pagkakamaling ginawa sa inyo ng tao, kahit na napakaraming problemang dinaanan mo, napakaraming pain that you've been through in life, you never lose your identity in God. Here's a lesson. In Him, you are and will always be God's child. And lastly, what happens when we encounter Jesus, when we go to Him, Jesus allows us to realize our real value. You see, the Bible says a great herd of pigs was feeding there, and they said, Lord, send us to the pigs. And so Jesus gave them permission. And the Bible says about 2,000 pigs rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned into the sea. The whole town was so upset of Jesus that instead of rejoicing that the man was set free, they begged Jesus to live, to, to, to leave their, their town. Why? Why would they do that? What's up with the pigs? <laughs> this is one of the most interesting and also troubling aspects of the narrative. Uh, see, we have to understand meat was rare in first century Palestine. Therefore, meat was expensive. Some Scholars would say that 2,000 pigs during that time relative to where we're at right now would probably, 2,000 pigs would probably cost about $2 million today. Think about this. Jesus went to the man to change the man, 
to remind the man of his identity, to save the man. And how much was the price tag? Two million dollars. The town would have, have nothing of it. But I want us to understand this. You can never put a price tag on one human being whose life will be changed for all of eternity. What does this lesson tell us? Here's the lesson. You, one person, you who've been through pain, you who are going through the tough time, you are immeasurably valuable to God. And this was the reason why the devil was trying to stop the man from meeting Jesus. He, the Bible says he sent a storm so that Jesus can never get there. This man must be important. And that's the same with you. Nothing can stop Jesus from getting to you. Maybe you're here and you're thinking, I'm done, my faith is done, or I don't want to anymore. Jesus is going after you. Why? Because you are immeasurably valuable to Jesus. People might have forgotten you, but God will never forget you. Jesus went through the storm for this man. Jesus went through the cross for you. You're never forgotten. The devil can't stop him. Why? Because you are very important to Jesus. Now let me end with this verse. Verse 6. The Bible says, And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. The man saw Jesus from afar, but what did he see? He did not see judgment. He did not see condemnation. He did not see a man who doesn't want to be with him. You know what he saw? He saw grace and mercy and love. Instead of getting judgment and condemnation, he received mercy, grace, and love. He saw a Jesus that was full of love, mercy, and grace. And that's what changed him. So friends, as we end our morning worship and prayer today, I would like all of us to be encouraged in your toughest time, come to Jesus. Because you will always find a Jesus that's willing to give you grace, mercy, and love. And for most of us who are here, we are recipients of that amazing grace. And as recipients of this amazing grace, let us do what this man did. Proclaim what Jesus has done for us. Amen? Let's end this worship and prayer today with another worship song. Every voice, every nation, let the rising generation shout the name of the risen Lord. You are strength, you are able, you forever will be faithful, you fulfill the promise of your word. Every voice, every voice, every nation, let the rising generation shout the name 
Thank you, Lord. Let me end by blessing you with a benediction from 2 John uh, verse 3. Uh, Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth and love. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.